0: THE VITAL SIGNS ARE GRIM AS AN ECONOMIC CATASTROPHE SPREADS AROUND THE WORLD, WHAT WILL HAPPEN NEXT? AND HOW CAN YOU NOT ONLY SURVIVE, BUT THRIVE? JOIN US ON TODAY'S SPECIAL EDITION OF JEWISH VOICE.
1: welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus, and I'm so glad you decided to join us today. Well, if you're new to this program, you should know that I believe that it's important that you understand the signs of the times. And, And that's why we come to you each week to help you discover the Jewish roots of your faith, to help you grow in your knowledge of God and his word, and to understand the times we live in. I believe we're in the last days. Now, as political power shifts, Tensions are rising all around the world and the economy continues to stumble. Now we believe that you should be aware of this and prepare because many experts see financial catastrophe ahead. What does Bible prophecy have to say about all this? What does God promise us as believers? Well my guest today is an economic expert who has focused on what the Bible teaches concerning the days we live in the economy and how we can not only survive, but prosper. His findings are stunning and you need to hear them. He's a former investment company executive and author of this excellent book, Money and Wealth in the New Millennium. And he's back to give us some important teaching that we need to apply to our life. Please welcome back to Jewish Voice, Norm Franz. (laughs) Norm, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming back on the program this week. Uh, we actually left off here uh, on the topic of a global economy, a one world order, and the fact that the world is headed in that direction and that this is actually a demonic system.
2: It's, it's, it's um, unfair weights and measures. This did not catch God by surprise. Um, and it shouldn't catch us by surprise because he put everything that's going on right now in the scriptures, he says that he talks about uh, heaven shaking the heavens and the earth and everything that can be shaken, in both Haggai chapter two and also in Hebrews chapter twelve. And he's going to shake everything that can be shaken, so that only that which cannot be shaken may remain. And we know that the righteous will never be shaken, according to Proverbs ten and verse thirty. That's supposed to be us. It's referring to us, and we have to be firmly rooted. Yes. In the Lord on the rock. Well, not just in our salvation by grace through faith in his shed blood, but also the righteousness of his ways and walking in those ways. Because one of the things that the Lord has shown me, Jonathan, is is that if if believers, even though we're saved and going to heaven, is that if we walk the way of the world, we're going to suffer the same financial crises as the world is suffering. And one of the examples I always like to use is Enron Stock. And Christians that own Enron stock, when Enron went down, guess what? Their stock didn't stay up while all the unbelievers' Enron stock went down. And so we have to, and when God says, come out of her, my people, that means that we we don't go to a, a cave and eat beans together. That's not what God's talking about. When God says, come out of her, my people, what he's saying is, come out from being of her, in other words, Stop doing it the world's way because the world's way is bringing the crises. I want you to come out, but we cannot be raised above the nations if we're not walking in the commandments of God. And one of those commandments, a lot of those commandments, have to do with finances and not just how we handle or manage our finances. But the financial system itself, that's how the Lord got through to me was he, when I asked him, why did this thing collapse in 87 and wipe me and all, and most of my clients out, he said, Norm, why do you think they call it the world system? And that's because it wasn't designed by God, but it was designed by the God of this world, and it's built upon the dishonest weights and measures of ancient times. It's just in a little different package in our monetary system called debt, and that's what the whole world financial system is collapsing under is it's collapsing under debt. We have to take a break. When
1: I come back, I want to unpack this statement that we have to come out of the world. And it, I, I, I need clarity on what that means uh, in, in a financial sense because the reality is we live in the world. We have to, we have to uh, exchange money. We have to work, earn money, spend money, and yes. so on. Uh, Much more with Norm France uh, when we return. Stay with us. An economic
0: disaster is spreading around the world as one by one nations face out of control spending and bankruptcy. As the dominoes fall, an even worse catastrophe looms. One that will bring devalued currency, growing unemployment, and mounting misery to our very doorstep. What does the future hold? and how can you prepare for it? Economic expert and biblical futurist, Norm Franz, reveals the sobering answers in his book, Money and Wealth in the New Millennium, a prophetic guide to the new world economic order. With it, you'll learn why the government cannot stop the growing debt disaster, how you can get out of debt, the truth behind so-called mark of the beast technology, and the 10 biblical keys to unshakable prosperity. This timely and powerful resource is yours as our way of saying thank you for your gift of $40 or more. Your generosity will ensure that urgently needed medical care will reach hurting Jewish people in some of the most impoverished places on earth. Call or click now, and we'll also include Jonathan Bernis' encouraging and faith-building DVD, Jacob Becomes Israel. Prayer has power, but you must stand firm and not quit. Find out how to hold fast to God's promises, pray through difficult circumstances, and see God's power-filled answer arrive on time. Now more than ever, your gift of $40 or more is needed to help Jewish Voice provide free medical care, eye care, dental care, and the good news of Yeshua to suffering people in places like Ethiopia, India, and Zimbabwe. God's Word reminds us that a prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but a simple man keeps going and suffers for it. Now, through your gift, you can help others while preparing for the days ahead.
1: Well, welcome back to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus, and if you, you're just joining us, I'm talking with Norm Franz, a former investment company executive and economist and author of this very insightful book that I really encourage you to get money and wealth in the new millennium. How, how do you go about coming out of a world system that uh, we, we have to be part of to survive?
2: Absolutely. Very good question. Well, there's, there's two aspects of that. There's the economy where we work and make money and spend and live and buy and sell and so on and so forth. And then there's the investment world. And the thing that drives both of them is the monetary system, and the monetary system now today, uh, in ancient times, and up until up until 1933, and then later on in 1965, uh, money was precious metals. It was an honest weight, an honest measure. There was substance to it. It was. It actually a, it, was based on a gold.
1: Reserve gold
2: and silver. In fact, in the in the in the in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, in the Torah, uh, money is a one word uh, a one is a, is the word kasef, and it's and it's defined as silver. And so we have to understand the only God ordained monetary system there is is gold and silver, and that's because it's a store of value that can be used as a medium of exchange. But then comes along in 1933 when they confiscated the gold. And and in actually in 1913, and I'm talking about just in the United States. This has repeated itself over and over. But in our history here in America, you had you had what was introduced as fractional reserve banking, where through the course of a, a banking uh, entry, where where they make they make money in the form of a loan. All money everywhere was was developed or came from a loan in a bank. And then when the debt or the money from that loan was deposited in the borrower's account, that debt became money. That's why they call them Federal Reserve notes. A note is a debt. It's an IOU. And so we have a debt-based monetary system that drives both the economy as well as the investment world. That type of a system creates this much debt and this much actual money coming out of that system is not about going to the to the mountains and finding a cave and eating beans together. It is about it is about stop doing it the world's way. Now we can use because paper money is legal tender. That's how we have to pay our bills the way we come and we can have money in the bank so that we can pay the bills and use that as a clearinghouse. The way we come out from being of that world system is we don't borrow money from that system. In other words, we don't go into debt. And one of the things that the Lord has just spoken to my heart so clearly ever since 1987, when I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get ahead, it was because all of the debt that I had, the Lord, the Lord just really put it on my heart that he is not going to give us the true riches of the kingdom as long as we're a slave to the beast system. So, so I, I want to be very clear here and very practical. Uh,
1: how do you survive and prosper? Get out of debt. And if you don't know how, get a financial counselor.
2: Yeah, and there's tons of programs out there on debt elimination and and things on that order that you can find. But you really have to be committed, and, and, and you really have to understand what the system is because once you do that, and that's why I wrote the book Money and Wealth in the New Millennium, is it helps you understand that this did not start in 1913 with the Federal Reserve. It started on the plains of Shinar in Babylon. The bottom line is is that is that the post World War II financial system, which was the Brenton Woods system, that system for all intents and purposes is collapsing. There's always two things that are present in the overturning of society and the coming about of a new order, which we talked about as a new world order, which is which is throughout Scripture as far as the end times, and I talk about that in the book too. Is that is that the way that the the way that what happens is financial crises and war always leads us into that new order and we're in the, we're in the collapse of our current system and out of the ashes of that because because uh, because out of crises comes a new order and so crises is created or crises is allowed to happen in many many times and then out of the collapse comes comes that new order and that will be a global order
1: and you don't see economic recovery ahead you see a spiraling
2: downward, everybody. The the political system is is of the world. It's it's again. It's not designed by by Yahweh by the God of heaven and earth. It's designed by the God of this world. And the really the political system is designed to keep our our eyes on on all the surface issues, while while the enemy is putting together a new order underneath. And and it's designed to to, to keep us hoping that, that that they can solve the problems and we go after it. Uh, while the collapse is being planned underneath underneath the surface, when you introduce a fiat a debt-based fiat paper system to any. Any, uh, any order, any kind of social system, especially from the financial system, that, has a, that takes on a life of its own and the ultimate end is collapse because what you do is you paint yourself into a corner where I said earlier you have this much debt and this much money and there's no way you can pay that debt off so it collapses on itself and then out the backside of that, they can, the, 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 the powers that be, so to speak. And, and I don't look at the individuals. I look at this as the god of this world orchestrating this it. This was my point. You're, you're not promulgating
1: some conspiracy uh, theory of a few power brokers. You're talking about a demonic strategy.
2: I believe right? that there are those that are, that are doing things that know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. But I believe that most of the people are just caught up in the whole spirit of the thing and are moving in that, quote, mindset. How can I uh, not only survive but prosper in the midst of this? Well, that's a really good question. And and the first thing is we talked about earlier is is getting out of debt. Uh, in the book, I have what's called the Ten Commandments of Biblical Prosperity. and And just in a nutshell, one of the things we have to do is we have to come back to and properly understand and properly apply God's commandments in every area of life. And you go into some of the specifics of
1: where to invest funds and so on, but the most important thing to point out is we have to be spiritually prepared. Absolutely. That the solutions, both on a macro
2: and micro level, are not found in the system, but in God. Yes. Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to come to know Yeshua, Jesus, as our Messiah, as our Savior. That, that, that allows us to be regenerated born again and by the Spirit of God. And then, and then now that we're born again by the Spirit of God, we can go to his, we can go to his word, which, is a, which he gives us a lifestyle that helps to separate us from the ways of the world. And as we come out of doing it that way, for example, we don't go into debt and we don't invest in debt-based or we don't invest in investments that are like leverage. See, that's what happened with the real estate market is that all of that debt was coming into the real estate market and it forced prices artificially high. But then in one hour, basically, that whole thing, it was over. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 18, it, it talks about how the merchants of the earth weep and mourn because no one buys our cargoes anymore. And it goes and it gives this whole laundry list of, of cargo. And it says, for in one hour, such great wealth is destroyed. That's not biblical wealth. That's an artificial wealth that's not based on godly principles because that type of wealth is here today and gone tomorrow. I really want to encourage you to get the book because it goes into very specific uh,
1: details of what you need to do to to not only survive but prosper in the midst of what uh, not only is an economic, economic downturn but very... Uh, likely a future economic collapse. The book is Money and Wealth in the New Millennium. It's a prophetic guide to the new world economic order. No matter how grim the situation looks, God can help you if you don't give up. Jacob didn't give up in his greatest time of need. He hung on to the Lord and he didn't let go. I'm going to show you how to grab hold of God, stay strong and experience a life-transforming breakthrough as Jacob did, so stay with me.
0: An economic disaster is spreading around the world, as one by one, nations face out-of-control spending and bankruptcy. As the dominoes fall, an even worse catastrophe looms, one that will bring devalued currency, growing unemployment, and mounting misery to our very doorstep. What does the future hold, and how can you prepare for it? Economic expert and biblical futurist Norm Franz reveals the sobering answers in his book, Money and Wealth in the New Millennium, A Prophetic Guide to the New World Economic Order. With it, you'll learn why the government cannot stop the growing debt disaster, how you can get out of debt, the truth behind so-called Mark of the Beast technology, and the 10 biblical keys to unshakable prosperity. This timely and powerful resource is yours as our way of saying thank you for your gift of $40 or more. Your generosity will ensure that urgently needed medical care will reach hurting Jewish people in some of the most impoverished places on earth. Call or click now, and we'll also include Jonathan Bernis' encouraging and faith-building DVD, Jacob Becomes Israel. Prayer has power, but you must stand firm and not quit. Find out how to hold fast to God's promises, pray through difficult circumstances, and see God's power-filled answer arrive on time. Now more than ever, your gift of $40 or more is needed to help Jewish Voice provide free medical care, eye care, dental care, and the good news of Yeshua to suffering people in places like Ethiopia, India, and Zimbabwe. God's Word reminds us that a prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but a simple man keeps going and suffers for it. Now through your gift, you can help others while preparing for the days ahead.
1: When you hear an interview on the state of the economy, as we have from Norm Franz, I know that for some of you it it brings up fear, and what does the future hold? And I know that some of you are going through a real difficult time financially now. Some of you may be facing foreclosure on your home. Some of you may uh, be out of work and praying for a job, and God has not yet answered that prayer, and you have uh, come to a place of despair and disappointment and even hopelessness. I want to encourage you today that the Bible is filled with example after example after example of ordinary men and women like you and I who had an encounter with an extraordinary God who changed their life. When I read the story of Jacob, Jacob is a great example of someone who was in a place of despair, of hopelessness, and God met him at his point of need and transformed him. And I want to encourage you today, regardless of what you're going through, God loves you. God cares about you. God will answer your prayer. You just need to trust him. You need to hang on. That's what Jacob did in Genesis chapter 32, the story of Jacob wrestling with the angel, which wasn't an angel. He wasn't an ordinary angel. He actually saw God face to face, and his life was transformed. The context of this encounter with the the angel, that Jacob had deceived his brother. He had stolen his brother's birthright. He had stolen the father's blessing. And now Esau was coming after him. He was going to destroy him with a great army of 400. And Jacob was desperate. And so he sends away his 11 children. He sends away his servants and his wives. And he's alone with God. I pointed out last week the importance of getting alone with God. In your time of need, you need to get alone with God. The Bible tells us Paul said that it's the it's not only the power of his resurrection but it's the fellowship of his sufferings that brings us into that place of divine relationship with God, and some of the greatest growth comes at the time of greatest despair and challenge, trial and tribulation. And so I want to encourage you to get alone with God, to spend time with him, and as you do, that still small voice will speak to you. Jacob was alone with God, and that's when the angel came to him in that dream. Now, the second thing we're told in Genesis chapter 32 is in verse 25, and I want you to look at that with me. Genesis 32, Verse 25, it tells us that uh, Jacob, after being left alone in verse 24, wrestled with this man or angel until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. So we're told that in this hanging on to this man, which was more than a man, that Jacob refused to let go, and we're told that this man saw that he was being overpowered. What's really going on in the story? Uh, I don't believe that this is an ordinary man. Obviously, if this uh, man uh, was just an ordinary man, then it wouldn't say in the text that I've seen God face to face. I believe that this was actually Yeshua. This was actually the pre-incarnate Messiah uh, and he makes the statement that when he saw he he was being overpowered, he asked to be let go of. what What is this referring to? Could Jacob really overpower God himself? Of course he couldn't. but I believe that this is an illustration of free will. God gives each and every one of us a free will, and Jacob refuses to let go. He hangs on to God. He wrestles with the, the, this man or this angel or Yeshua himself, I believe, all night. God will not overpower you, you see. God gives you a free will, and of course it's God's will that you should obey him, but he, will, he gives you that free will to make your own decision, and you have to choose God. In God's sovereignty, he's limited himself. That's the idea here, that this, that, this, that the representative of God can't overpower Jacob any more than God will overpower our free will. But Jacob decides that he's going to wrestle all out. He's going to hang on to God and not let go. You know, many of us just give up too easily. We give up too quickly. We want quick fixes. We want the fast food mentality, the drive-through mentality. Lord, give me patience and I must have it now. Friends, there's no shortcuts with God. There's, there, there's no drive-through with God. With God, we need to grasp the reality that it isn't the American culture that God is serving us like a spare tire. Words like perseverance, patience, endurance, long-suffering, persistence need to become part of our vocabulary once again. I want to urge you today. I want to encourage you today. I don't know what's ahead with the economy. I don't know what you're going through, but I know what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says that if you'll persevere, if you'll hang on, if you'll grab a hold of God like Jacob did and not let go, that God will bless you. He'll see you through. It's not my promise. It's God's promise to you. Hang on, persevere, and trust God.
0: Come with us to the land flowing with milk and honey. Jonathan Bernis and his family want to extend a personal invitation to you to join them in Israel in 2014, December 5th through December 15th, for the Jewish Voice 2014 Israel Tour. You'll experience a land filled with rich history and culture as you walk where Yeshua walked, and watch the bible come to life you'll visit jerusalem and the site of the ancient temple the sea of galilee nazareth and the garden tomb plus the mount of beatitudes the dead sea and the mount of olives in addition to many more amazing sites while in the holy land jonathan Burness will also give you the opportunity to rededicate your marriage vows on the sea of galilee And he'll lead you in biblical teachings at historic locations you've read about in the Bible. Visit our website, www.jewishvoice.org, or call 800-299-YESHUA right now for more information. And make plans to come with us
1: to Israel. Friends, I want to encourage you, although the future may appear bleak uh, from time to time uh, and, and we may be heading for difficult times, there's one thing that I know for certain, no matter what you're facing right now, whether it be financial problems, uh, problems in your relationships, family problems, legal matters, uh, illness, no matter what it is, you, like Jacob, can experience a life transforming breakthrough. So I want you to grab hold of God, and I don't want you to let go. Remember, the Bible's clear. Nothing is impossible for God. He can give you hope when things seem hopeless. So don't give up with God. Things are never hopeless. Never. Now, that's the same hope-filled message that we're taking to hurting jewish people all around the world and as you help us to help them we want to help you by sewing into your life materials like jacob wrestling with god and overcoming that can change your life and help you grow in god i want to encourage you to call now in an appreciation of your gift of forty dollars or more i want to send you the dvd teaching Jacob becomes Israel. Like Jacob, you can hold fast to God and you can get through this. You will get through this until the breakthrough finally comes. So persevere. I'd also like to send you a copy of Money and Wealth in the New Millennium by Norm Franz. Uh, This is a very clear book of wisdom. It's a prophetic book that will help you to prepare for what's ahead and protect you during a financial crisis. You'll also find that it's a biblical roadmap for success as the political and financial shaking continues. Now these are must have resources and I wanna sew them into your life as you join with us to expand our outreach to the Jewish people around the world in need. I wanna thank you for praying for them and in return, we wanna pray for your breakthrough. So thank you for your faithfulness. Now, before I go, I want to remind you to visit us on Facebook. You can go to uh, facebook.com slash Jewish Voice, and you'll enjoy all the additional features and content that we have there, along with many of our wonderful Facebook friends. We look forward to you joining us on Facebook. Well, our time is gone once again, so until next week, I want to remind you, the Bible exhorts us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The promises they shall prosper that love thee. For all of us at Jewish Voice, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.
0: Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.